Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. We are joined tonight by Madam M herself, Mallory Love, as well as our uh, chief uh, now named Scar Lionsmane, Jason Bolidio. How's it going, guys? How's it going? We are also uh, joined by Dark Helmet himself, Theo Walski. Oh, really? Just because of, of the up the nose thing, we got to go space balls and, and I'm black helmet. Really? No. Yes. That is not going to be a thing. This will last one episode and it will not be a thing. <laughs> and don't worry because we didn't catch him playing with his dolls as our special co-host tonight is wow. Soldier First Class. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if I play with dolls. I collect dolls. Action figures. Action figures. They have have a name, Matt. We have rules. (laughs) Just because you say collect doesn't necessarily imply what you do with them off screen. Yeah. Pure pure intention, I promise. So how's everyone everyone doing tonight? Man, I'm surviving. I'm surviving. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here with you guys. And happy to meet my bodyguard, soldier first class here. <laughs> You're very welcome, Madam. Madam bodyguard. I Madam love it. I, okay, soldier, you got to explain the backstory on how you went with that. Okay, so all of a sudden it showed up on your Twitter. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so uh, when Madam M got revealed in the like the information drop, I was like, oh, my God, I already love this character. And I've never even heard her talk like just the just the way they revealed her and like what they said about her and stuff. I thought it was really cool. And like I like Japanese culture. So the fact that, you know, you have this traditionally dressed Japanese character inside of Walmart, which has always kind of felt like a a very Japanese location anyway. I was like, okay, I really like this character. I want to learn more about her. And then when the game came out and I got the review code for the game and I was playing through Walmart, I just, you know what? I, after that, I was like, okay, boom, Madam M's bodyguard. Kind of a play on the, the Cloud Strife bodyguard thing with Aerith, but instead it's yeah. Madam M. I love that. <laughs> yeah, she's a pretty badass character. Definitely. She really is. Yeah. My, my favorite of the Walmart characters. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad that I can help bring her to life for you guys. So, Jason, I, yes. I see your uh, Sans mask. I mean, we are under that we have five. 10 person. We have five people. I know, the right? Last time we had how was, six. Uh, how's that uh, Costco life? You... Costco life is still, uh, still, uh, still a lot of interesting people. <laughs> you work at Costco? Yeah, I do work at Costco, and uh, wow. every morning, like I leave right bef- like right as the store opens, uh, obviously because of uh, right now what's going on, and there's always a line, at least like a seventy-five person line, and this like we open at eight o'clock on certain days, and yeah, seventy-five people just waiting before eight o'clock. I don't know where they come from. Well, I just want to say thank you for for working and for supplying everybody and helping us all, you know, survive during those times. So thank you for working at Costco. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, it's good. It's fun. If it's just, you know, right now it's a lot more people need to stay inside. We've seen a few people uh, more than we should. And Mm -hmm. people just nonstop are 
always asking if there's toilet paper or paper towel. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. We have a, we're probably sold out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you mentioned people need to stay at home. I mean, we're having yeah, people starting up. to just gather in huge groups and protest things. It's like, yeah. oh, come on. It's, it's, I, I'm still, still a fan. Just like stay home. Like it's terrible right now, but you know, think of the long run and everyone's, we're going to have one massive party right when everything opens back up. Oh, you know, everybody <laughs> know it's going to be like that. Oh. So yeah, Dale, sure. I got to ask you what, what was that new piece for your rig that you got? Oh, the new piece for my rig. Yes. Uh, it's a, it's a sensor that will record, um, how I lift and, uh, aim my bow. Nice. So it will track, whether or not I'm consistent and whether I'm left to the right or I'm slanting or anything like that. So uh, I'm pretty excited to try it out so that way I can uh, be able to monitor my consistency for my shooting. Better than using a GoPro? Uh, yeah, since uh, you can't really see like little twitches. So it, it, it will record like a centimeter of movement as like a, an inch on the screen. Sheesh. So wow. it definitely it definitely detects a lot for being such a small tiny thing that's only like a centimeter by a centimeter. Yeah, your post on Instagram made you like a kid in a candy store on Christmas. Yeah, it's having fun. <laughs> yeah, and you never know if I post enough, I might get another sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll be Hoyt because then you don't have to spend so much money on their gear. Or it yeah. could just be Raid Raid Shadow Legends. Yes. <laughs> For no reason. Just no reason. Yeah. Just because. Just <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Oh, well, I had a week. So everything's broke at work. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, no, that's so, technically your job is to handle is. things that are broken. I mean, so if it's not broken, you, you don't got a job. Sorry, I, I I work in the operations center for Anthem. So the big insurance company. Oh. So no, I don't mean everything's broke. I just, it's just one of those weeks where, you know, it just, everything's happening. But I think a lot of it has to do with is as a nation, everybody's working from home now. Yeah. So that's a whole different dynamic than we're all used to. Like Mallory, I mean, for any type of, you know, anybody's approaching you for voiceover work or anything like that, you're probably having to record at home versus in the Absolutely. studio. So it's a completely mm -hmm. different dynamic for you. Um, you know, so for me still adapting to working at home, much like everybody else, it's like you have things happen that don't normally happen because you've got <laughs> an internet infrastructure that is completely taxed. I mean, yes. the U S internet was not meant to have this many people at home streaming Netflix, playing online, <laughs> You know, yeah. doing whatever. Um, so no, it, it it's fun. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's like I get off work and I'm like, as much as I want to play Final Fantasy VII, my mind is drained and I want to give that game its full attention. And I haven't <laughs> been able to do that this week. So yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So um, so let's start off with um, at the top. You know, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, a man that everybody who is a fan of our podcast that listens to knows we you know him as Newman. Newman, the uh, antagonist yep. to to Jerry. Um, Miss Newman. Jerry. Jerry's not here <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, he's you 
Yeah, we missed. Those, we, we are we in need of a Newman classic comments. Newman comment. We we, we need are. Um, but uh, he is recovering from cancer surgery, so I want to wish him the absolute best and fastest recovery possible. Um, because cancer is no joke, and uh, I'm glad they were able to get it in before we hit the uh, the peak. But uh, Newman, we love him, man. Wish you the best, man. Shout Wish out. you the Absolutely. best. Yep, definitely. So, so, with that, Mal, let's let's talk a little bit about your 17 uh, year career. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Hey, you can't tell anybody my age. No, just kidding. They can probably see it on the internet anyway, so it doesn't matter. He's 18, everybody. She's fine. Right? Always going to be 18 here, okay? I mean, you're... Asians don't age, right? Exactly. Exactly. You look 18 (laughs) from now until you hit 65, and then it just... I mean... Boom. I mean, take Theo. I mean, he's been baby-faced ever since I've known him. (laughs) No, <laughs> no baby face um, here. What are you talking about? But, hey, you have a baby as, face. You know, it's a cute face. He does. He's got the little cute little cheeks. You just want to pinch him. Yes. I just wish that my <laughs> eyes wouldn't close every time I smile, though. <laughs> well, unfortunately, he's, he's trying so hard not to close them. <laughs> it's yeah. So I, I will say so. Like you're. Your co uh, co voice actor Austin Lee Matthews warned. I do my research, so let's look at your let's look a little bit of your acting history, right? Oh boy! So you started off as a Nick kid, good old Nickelodeon, in Just for Kicks. Dead. Yes. Yes. I did. Yes, soldier. Yes. I do my research. What? I know he does it really, really well. I'm pretty surprised. Yeah, I mean it was a. It was a series that Whoopi Goldberg executive produced, and she she was really cool, really awesome. And it was a show about soccer. It was about four girls on a soccer team, and with the love of the game, they try to, you know, uh, be on the same team, and, like, they go through, like, you know, boy troubles, school troubles, kind of all this kind of stuff, and then, you know, they become, like, the bestest friends. It was very fun experience. So looking at 80s icons and stuff like that, too, is you were also on guest starred on Secret Life of the American Teenager, which, yes. of course, stars Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I didn't also, have a uh, scene with her, unfortunately, but it's OK. Sh- Shailene, though, would play the, mm-hmm. um, the actress. I did have a scene with her. She was really cool. Everybody's been really cool, which is a blessing. Mm-hmm. You were a guest star on Ironside, which starred Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, You have several episodes uh, of How to Get Away with Murder with the one impeccable Viola Davis. Yes. Oh, how, my God. How is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> is she as intimidating like as she Soldier's comes across? I face, by the way. What? I just like Soldier's like, face right now. He's what? so... Baffled. I'm gonna have to go back and look at these things just to see it. Like what? <laughs> so, I would like to say that um, whatever you're paying him as your bodyguard, you need a refund because obviously he didn't do a background check. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> Don't mercenary. listen to them. It's mercenary work, man. 
come on, I need a bodyguard that like knows me, man. Come on, hey. that's gonna. <laughs> I just got to get the job done. Hey. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> Which would you know? You have a soldier of first class, but then you also have a SHD agent that actually does their homework. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Intelligence mm. is your intelligence you is know? your job. Yeah, exactly. Yes, like, intelligence. He won't. He won't take a bullet for you like Soldier will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, difference is, yeah. I would put a bullet in them before they even got even close. That's my That's job. Because you're too far away from them. Hey, how about being a sniper? Sometimes Anyways. you just gotta go old school, man. Like you just gotta, you just gotta do it. You just gotta Sometimes be in the way, just, be the wall. Just, yeah, just be a just giant a sword. Knife, just bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> Um, yeah. So how was it working with Viola Davis? Oh my gosh. Well, it was, I'm going to say, I know everybody says this about every experience and I'm probably going to say this about every experience, but it was phenomenal. She is obviously one of the best, best actresses out there. Um, but I have a funny story, um, about, uh, how to get away with murder. I was on it, let's say four times but only made it in two episodes, which is really funny. The first episode, it was just, you know, a short little one-liner. I'd play um, one of the law students in the first season, you know, that would, like, stand up and, like, answer one of her questions really intelligently, like a no-law jargon, um, which was really funny because I had to really research to try to, so that I can understand what I'm saying to make it make sense you know, cause I'm going to law school. But the funny thing about it is the first episode, I ended up on the cutting room floor, which is something that you have really no control over. So what I did was I had such a great experience that I have a friend who owns this bakery and I had the friend make like a really great bouquet of baked goods. And I had them send it over to production so that it can get to Shonda Rhimes, who was the executive producer of, uh, how to get one of the executive producers of how to get away with me. I didn't realize, I didn't realize she executive produced that cause she's yeah. actually the producer on the show. My wife is watching Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Yes. Long time. So Pete Norwalk also too is like her partner. And then they did Grey's Anatomy. They did, you know, how to get away with murder and they're doing a few other shows right now, but yeah. So she ended up getting the basket and I know. I think it's because of the basket, but I got called back again, like straight to set and was like, you want to bring her back? And so, you know, I did my thing and I was on set. Didn't make it again. Didn't make it again. Oh my God. They really hate me. They really think I'm probably doing such a terrible job. And lo and behold, they call me back a third time, third time. And, um, and I heard from, you know, my agents at the time, they got a note from production saying, listen, tell Mallory that we love her. We want her to come back for, we wrote her back in for another episode. Is she available at this date? And I was like, of course, you know, and I went in and finally I made it in the cut, my uh, little wall mm-hmm. jargon thing. And then they called me back again. And that was that. So the great thing about it is I was able to say that, you no, know, they're recurring four times. And, you know, I did get paid for all four days, but the, the experience was fantastic. It was very nerve wracking because in those scenes, I'm sure you've seen the show, you have to stand. She calls you mm-hmm. in class and you have to literally stand up and, you know, say your line in front of like 
I swear, it's like about 20 people, you know, like in a college lecture class, mm-hmm. 20 yeah. people sitting there, yeah. like looking at you, like, you know, and it was pretty intimidating, but I was able to <laughs> get the law jargon out and it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. It was really, really cool. Hard work. Watching the, the one clip that you had on that they have as your, your reel and stuff on IMDb, it's like Viola Davis. So she's just, that character is just intimidating to begin with. It's just like, she asks the question, you answer And then she's like, exact. And then she goes into this whole like little mini monologue that it's like, you know, it's with that what show, makes- right. With, you know, with that show, it has a certain type of tone and cadence and rhythm to the dialogue. You know, a lot of things, especially with that show and also Grey's Anatomy, you'll find that, the um, timing is very quick, right? So they want you, even in the audition room, when I auditioned for the character, the character is Miss Leibowitz, which is really funny because we just said that maybe she's adopted, uh, but it's a funny name that they gave my character. <laughs> um, but when I auditioned for her, uh, they actually had me speed up the dialogue. So um, it was like a paragraph of law jargon and they said great we like the take we like that take but let's speed it up a bit so that's kind of how they run their shows you know with the faster cadence of um dialogue oh yeah you know and as i you you bring that up and i can i can agree with that especially because hearing Grey's anatomy going on in the background while i'm either working or playing animal crossing or whatever and it's like it's a certain tempo it's like yes. um, a show, you know, one show that's notorious for tempo is Gilmore Girls. And it's like mm-hmm. that show is just like right, right on. You got to keep on going with it. And that's why I know it's kind of on that clip. It was like you barely even finished the line and Viola Davis is already jumping on it. Just on it. Yeah, yep. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, she won many. That's uh, why she won many awards for that show. I mean, she oh, was, yeah. she's fantastic, you know. I mean, she's just an amazing actress, just hands down. What, what the? I just want to point out if anybody has been listening to this show and has gotten a feel for who Matt is, Gilmore Girls is not an example <laughs> that would come out of his mouth. That has to be his one. wife, not him. I have, I have watched it with my wife, that's, and I've that's like, actually his. We've, that's actually his secret shame show. Don't let him. Don't let it fool you. <laughs> no man. He's like, when I'm not playing show, video games, I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Oh, no. Beat Bobby Slay. <laughs> no, actually, when we're our show that we're watching right now is Lucifer. That's a uh, great that's a good show. That's a yeah. good show. We're into season mm-hmm. four right now, and now I'm like, I'm like, we're going through like every, you know, an episode every night, sometimes two episodes, and I'm like, we're gonna run out of stuff because they're not even done with the the last season yet because they like Hollywood a lot of it shut down right now and you know so it's that and uh we also watched the rookie yes I love the rookie okay. so much. I love the rookie it is one that if you haven't seen it yet you got to watch it Nathan Fillion as a 40 year old rookie LAPD oh. officer <laughs> it is so good it is great um so now you look at Another role that you this is one that I think even goes more above Viola Davis is you are live wire on yes, DC's superhero girls. Now, yes, with sure. this, I have to ask you, like, because I'm a fan of a lot of these, but what's it like to work with some of the quintessential 
female voice actresses in the industry. We're talking Tara Strong, who yep. everybody knows that's Harley Quinn. It's also she's also the voice of Riku in Final Fantasy X. You've got Carrie Walgren, who is in FF7 as some additional voicing. Mm-hmm. She's also Jessica, as well as Rick's computer in Rick and Morty. You've got you've got Gray Griffin, that show. who is Catwoman, and she's Daphne in Scooby Doo. You've got Kimberly Brooks, who plays Oracle in the Arkham series, as well as Ashley Williams in Mass Effect. But then you've also got a couple of big names like Fred um, Tascori, who plays Don Corneo in FF7. He's also in the show and Max Middleman as well. Red 13. But what's it what's it like to be able to voice act with those women? And specifically, you don't really get a lot of, you know, notoriety on that side unless you're Tara Strong or, or Greg Griffin. But what's it like to work with them? Oh, my gosh. You know. At first, I'm going to be honest, it was a little intimidating because I felt like uh, me, uh, a friend of mine that's also on the show, her name is Christina, Christina Malicia, and she plays Poison Ivy. We had to do a session with all the villains, okay? And we recorded in, as a group. So Cree Summer was in it, who, who does uh, uh, Catwoman, and uh, my friend who does Poison Ivy, Gray Griffin. And, and so we were all in there together. And it it was intimidating, I got to say, you know, but it was just, it was such a great learning experience being there with like some of the greatest voice actors, you know, women voice actors in in this business and just being able to hear, hear them and hear their interpretation of the role and just actually being there with them was just a blessing. And I'm just so grateful for the show and just the success it's had since it's aired, you know. Um, but it's definitely intimidating because I felt like, you know, like I felt like a small little beginner in all this. And I'm like, oh, okay. you know, I tried not to like, you know, like look at them too much, you know, but I was kind of like, oh, my God, kind of like that. That's how my I was feeling. Is Tara <laughs> Strong just as much of a goofball around everybody as she is on her Instagram and all of our Twitter feeds and everything? Yeah, you know, I didn't, um, unfortunately, I never got to record with Tara, but I did walk in in one of her sessions and was, it was, I was behind the, you know, behind the glass watching her with the producers. And she is a goofball. She's very funny. And I am just in awe of all the different voices that can come out of that woman's mouth. Mm-hmm. Like she plays like, you know, like Bubbles from Powerpuff Girls. Yep. I'm like, what? And then she could also play Timmy Turner from um, Fairly Odd Parents. Fairly Odd Parents. I'm like, where are you getting these voices? You know, but it's amazing what all these, what they can all do, you know? That's voice, that's voiceover for you. That's voice acting. But it was fantastic. Such a great experience. And then you have a connection with Brianna White, which I didn't know about this until she mentioned it on Twitter. Is that um, you were you were in her good friend Joshua Levi's uh, short uh, effed up? I'll just put it right there. Um, yes, yeah, we're trying to keep this as much of a family show. Yeah, there's asterisks and everything involved mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, what was it like when you kind of found out that connection? Like when she's when she uh, actually dropped it and said you were in this. It, well, it was. It, well, at first I thought, wow, what a small world. But the, the funny thing about it is, you know, it made me really think that this business 
is really a small world and everybody works with everybody exactly like what you just said, you know, um, you know, a lot of these people that, you know, that I've worked with have also been in Final Fantasy and, and, mm-hmm. and other shows as well. And it really is a small world. And Brianna is fantastic as Aerith. Um, I was able to see a few clips and she's just a great gal all around. And it was just really cool to know that we know familiar people, you know? So and that was a great experience that doing that, uh, that HBO short pilot. I don't know if I should talk about it because we want to keep it as kid friendly as possible, but you know, but you know what it's about, right? I'm sure you've, you've read I about it. The, I, I looked a little bit about it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, he's like, hmm, um, do I want to talk about this? <laughs> you know, I just more wanted to bring it because your guys' connection, right? Because it was like all of a sudden yeah. it's like, hey, by the way, Joshua Levi. Absolutely. You know? It's definitely a coming of age type of short, I would say. Like coming of age, like, uh, you know, goes through mm-hmm. things and then she comes out a new person. And then you have your, uh, you had a YouTube uh, webisode, Starving Actor Problems. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, don't bring that up. <laughs> 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 you said you were gonna well, be nice, Pat. Oh my god! I am, no, I, so what? No, actually, it, I was curious. What made you actually start that project? It because when you look at what the synopsis is and stuff, it actually sounds intriguing. But what made you kind of just go that route with it? Um, I really wanted to start that project because I wanted to find an avenue and a way to help other aspiring actors. Uh, you know, throughout their journey and their career. So what I would do is, you know, I've been doing this for very many years and I wanted to gather as many experiences, good or bad, and be able to just share them with other actors and actresses and hoping that maybe that they could, you know, learn something from it and, you know, get a few takeaways from it. So it's just mainly to just help, um, you know, my fellow actors and actresses out. So that's why, so I would write it. They're like little skits. I would write it and then I would also shoot it and edit it and, and the whole thing. So that was my little amateur filmmaking moment. <laughs> wow. And that's the thing. It's, it's awesome that you do that though, because there's a lot of actors that won't, right? They'll just be like, no, I'm, I'm too high of a pedestal. I don't care. Then there's writers and directors that, you know, and actors that are like, hey, absolutely, we're whatever can make you better, help you out. Here you go. Um, yeah, like I totally feel like we're all, you know, trying to accomplish the same goal almost in a sense. And why not help another person out if you can? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, why always make it just me, me, me? Oh, I'm going to do this. I, I want to be the top. But, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, you have to help somebody, you know, coming up with you or on the bottom because you're going to see them when you get to the top, you know, mm-hmm. so you have to everybody, whoever it is. Yeah. I truly believe and, that. And with independent films, like it, like from, especially from an actress perspective, don't you feel like you have a lot more freedom with independent projects? Uh, you mm-hmm. when you're not necessarily on the same type of ti- timelines, you're not trying to please as many people with producers and executive producers and specific Absolutely. types of directors or specific type of visions of people. Cause I usually feel like independent um, projects is more collaborative than anything. Correct. Yeah. And that's the great thing about it is you get to be able to show, portray your voice, 
and what your voice is mm. in filmmaking. And for sure, like going the independent route is great because you do have that, um, that privilege to be able to take your time and be able to write what speaks to you and hoping and hopefully others, you know, enjoy it and they'll take what they can from it. But yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I always wondered, I always wondered too, like now that you've done like that independent stuff, like when you go through the whole thing, like editing and just double checking and stuff, do you ever feel like you're like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Maybe I should reshoot that. Or like, Oh, it's not, not what <laughs> I'm like. All the time. All the time. Let me tell you. <laughs> Cause I, I feel that. I, I feel that. I feel that here sometimes, and I'm like, oh, well, that's done is done. You're like, you know? oh, why did I say that? Yeah, yeah. You should right? see my recycle bin. After I get done making a video, my recycle bin is like seven gigs big. Like, I have to delete so much off my computer because I mess up all the time, or I'm like, I really need to refilm that because I hate the way I said it. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of us creative types, we struggle with perfectionism, right? And I think, mm-hmm. like, as a creative person, you you want to make something that's close to perfect. But, you know, we have to realize that nothing is always going to be perfect. And I struggle with that all the time. But sometimes, sometimes so those little <laughs> mistakes and those silly mm-hmm. things that happen actually make you human and they humanize you and people like you a little bit sometimes more when they see that oh um you know this person's human and they you know they for instance for an actor they flubbed up a line but we liked it you know because she kept going or um oh you know it just i think it just makes you human you know mm-hmm. but i totally understand yeah you know you have that like oh i gotta i wish i could have done it this way i wish i could have done that but you know i think uh, not everything's going to be perfect, but you know you got to do the best that you can do at, at that time. See, and that's yeah. the way I am behind the camera lens. I am OCD. Yeah. I am like everything has to be perfect. I don't um, think it's only behind you know, the camera lens. Be honest. No, it's, okay, not, it's but, not only behind the camera lens. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, call um, out. <laughs> I just got thrown under the bus and backed up over. Um, but here's the thing, though. It's like. You mentioned about it being human, right? And like for me, when I had my photography business is that I would like when I did weddings, right? I used to give as part of my packages, I used to just give them every shot that was what I would consider usable, right? So non-usable is where people are blinking or the lighting just was so bad, you know, you couldn't correct it. But there's things that people do sometimes in pictures that just make the moment, right? So- When I got married, Jerry, who wasn't with us, right, decided in the middle of everything, we're in the middle of our shoot. He just goes like puts his arms out and just makes it all about him. But it was just that moment is one of my favorite pictures of me and the guys because it's Jerry. It is him. Mm -hmm. That's who he is. Right. Mm -hmm. And even like we did some shots at, you know, with Jason's wedding when Flux California to shoot that. And like it was one of those ones. My wedding. We we recreated some of those Rat Pack, those classic 40s pictures, right? But put a nice little twist on them, and it was like, that's who they were, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to have that, and or you, you lose who you are, right? If, if exactly. you, don't, you don't accept that. So, yeah. No, totally. Theo, yes, I am OCD <laughs> when it comes to things. Yes, I am. 
first step is admittance. So I'm proud but, of you. But, you know, on the pro side, you know, you do have to be particular and you do have to know yeah. who you are. And you don't want to put something out that's bad, of course. You want to have some form of professionalism. So, yeah, but I think it's also like finding, a, you know, a, 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 you know, that middle ground, you know. And, and much like you, too, is I was like, if there was an up and comer, right, like even the one that shot my wedding, right, I even took her on a shoot with me to kind of show her how to really start learning how to use her camera. Um, but that's the one thing is someone came to me now and said, Hey, I need some help with this. I'm like, absolutely. I will, yeah. I will help you learn. I will, I will teach you some things because I learned old school, 35 millimeter, completely full manual in the dark room, in the dark closet, you know, doing all the film. So Shows I have a history. Yeah. I loved, dude. I love developing film. That was fun. <laughs> it's, it's a, now, it's a you, classic. It's a classic. It is, tradition. but if you if you messed up rolling the film, you were you lost an entire roll. You know, it no matter it, if the done. shot it went through the camera or not. If you mess it up just one little bit and you didn't crimp down the cap on that thing and a little bit of light got in, yeah, whole yeah, roll of twenty four to thirty six frames is gone. Yikes! So. And that's where the OCD comes into play because for me it was one shot. That was it. That was like that was money. That was legit real right. money going through my camera every time. So um, now talking about new projects and stuff too is you have I would have kissed you coming out. It's in post production mm-hmm. right now. Um, yes, it is. What can you tell everybody about that? So it was pretty much a, a friend of mine uh, who's a great uh, director and writer. Uh, her name is Hadley. She, her and her writing partner wrote this. Um, I would have kissed you. And it's about two roommates. Uh, well, it's kind of like based off their life, to be honest. So two, two roommates that kind of, um, they just kind of go through life together and they have the ups and downs of, of course, like, you know, um, the dating life and just kind of like jobs and just things like that. But it's about these, uh, two women that just, you know, it's just really simple to just go through things. And it's like, um, my character is, uh, is Maddie. Her name is Maddie. She, uh, goes through this phase of where she, um, you know, goes through these phases with, with guys where she doesn't really know, um, what she's looking for. And she dates around, she finds, uh, a longtime friend of hers on Facebook and uh, they kind of get together and hoping that uh, that they can make something out of their relationship and uh, kind of doesn't go that way. So it's kind of like a trial and tribulations of being a woman, pretty much, and having a best friend right there by your side while you go through things, you know. So it's kind of simply put, like, that's what it's, what it's about. Mm. So they're shopping it around certain festivals, and it's made it into a couple uh, a web uh, a festival in Miami, and then there's one here that it made. Um, so it's, it made a couple a couple festivals this year. So I'm really excited, really excited oh, to see nice. Congratulations! Hopefully, some Thank you. So, all right. So let's let's talk about the reason why soldiers even here <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake, which is one of two of the biggest games on the planet right now aside from with animal crossing yes but 
Step up your game, Xbox. I'm still, I'm still calling you out. Right? Step up your game, Xbox. Where are you at? <laughs> well, they're about to, they're about to ready to show off the Series X in a couple of weeks. Not a game. Really true. It's not a game still. Ooh, Step up your right? game. Yeah. So <laughs> you mean that? You mean that that mini fridge? You mean <laughs> that somebody, somebody mocked up one of those and turned it into the Ghostbusters firehouse. Yes. Like cool. all the bricking on it and everything and Slimer up on top. So you play. So Mallory, you play Madam M who uh, yeah. if you look at it, it's pretty much, she is, uh, runs massage parlor in wall market and is one of the ones that can approve people to see, uh, the one okay. Don Corneo. So what, from your perspective, what can you tell us about your character? For those that haven't gotten to that part of the game. Well, um, you know, I'll piggyback off what you said. Yeah, she's one of the trio that you kind of have to go through uh, in order to audition for Don Cuneo. She, <laughs> she kind of, I would say, has like a split personality. I don't know. I, you know, she kind of has a couple sides to her. You know, she can be very... Uh, very calm, inviting, uh, sultry even. Uh, but then the minute you cross her, you say something that upsets her, she can get in, you know, kind of go into a screaming fit and scream her head off. Um, I think she, uh, you know, she loves her business and she's proud of her business. She's a bit prideful and, you know, she, I wouldn't say she's all about the money, but you know, she is a boss and she wants to make money at her massage parlor. So you kind of got to get through her to, you know, depending on how much skill you have, you know, you, you, you get your hand massage and then, you know, you move on. But, you know, that's, that's what I would say about her. She has a split personality. <laughs> I will say this. I don't care how many personalities she has. I love all of them. Also, <laughs> if, if if you do not, he pay wants th- me to pay him more as being my as being Madam's if, if you do no, not pay this back. woman, hold on. If you do not pay this woman three thousand gil, you're a peasant. I'm sorry. I'm gonna call it. I'm saying that right now. <laughs> pay pay that woman. Pay he's, just not a, he's, he's not only a fan; he's a client. <laughs> Damn straight. You know, she has, her, she has to make her money at the at the parlor. So thank you for providing that three thousand. I ha- I have very I have very fine taste. Thank you very much. Classy <laughs> taste, I might add. Thank you. <laughs> so, what was it like uh, auditioning? Did they reach out to you, or did your um, representation kind of come to you and go, "Hey, there's this." gig you know they're opening auditions for that we want you to try out for uh well i received my audition from my agency and i auditioned for it and the funny thing about it i auditioned for it about a year ago and they have they give you know this is top secret you know they have under it's under a code name and everything so i could what i like to do before every voiceover audition is i always make sure to research you know, what this project is and who was involved with it and who are the other voice actors in it, all this kind of stuff. But I couldn't even, re- I couldn't research anything because it was under a code name. It was top secret. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do it. And, you know, I do most of my auditions here at home. And usually when they give you scripts, there's no context 
whatsoever. You have literally five, they give you a little synopsis, a little you know, like, like personality traits of the character, um, a little bio about the character, but nothing else. Very short. And then they have usually about five separate paragraphs or lines. So you as a voiceover actor, have, they have to pretty much color between the lines and think, okay, well, maybe this person could be working here or maybe this just happened. And so this to inform the character. But that's pretty much how the audition was. I got this script. I no idea what had just happened before each line and just kind of had to fill in the blanks with my voice. And then a year later, um, so I recorded this uh in uh let's see when was it uh last year end of last year and i finally got a call saying that i had booked madam m and then i was like this is fantastic i booked a job i'm grateful for it what is it (laughs) (laughs) and the funny thing about it is my agents had no idea either and they're like no we don't know um but good luck have fun and um so the Funny thing about it is I, the first uh, session, recording session I went into, I knew right away when I, <laughs> I walked in into, you know, to meet the producers and the voice director and the writer. And I saw on the TV screen, because sometimes we voice to uh, just a voice or like a demo, or sometimes we voice to uh, what we see on the screen. And I saw Cloud. So I saw his character and the minute I saw that, I looked up, I looked at the TV and I went and I looked at the producers and uh, the vocal director and they just looked at me and they went, (laughs) simply that, simply that. And I just kind of shut my mouth and I tried not to pee my pants and I went in and did my job because I know how big Final Fantasy is. And I was like, what? You know, and the, yeah, and it's just everything was really top secret, but that's kind of how it went down. Well, that about answers my question on how you felt when you uh, <laughs> got the role. That's um, literally, I was so, shocked, surprised. And I, so, so many emotions at once. Had you ever played the original or seen the original? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I have not. Okay. I know you guys are like, oh, you know, that's so sad. Actually, you're not, you're not alone. I've never you're played You're not the only one. Either. You're good. So, funny story. <laughs> yeah. Don't yell at me. I even admitted, like, what was yeah. it, two episodes ago? I was like, I have not finished a single Final Fantasy game yeah. in existence. I have played many. I have never finished one. <laughs> Uh, you two aren't doing your jobs. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. I mean, no. I am the redheaded no. stepchild of the group, so they just kind of put baby in the corner anyways. So they're, they're, <laughs> Don't they're you kind know of you doing ne- their job. <laughs> you never put baby in the corner. <laughs> um, Yeah, but he is he does our movie. He Well, he used to do our movie reviews for us. But uh, I mean, if the yeah. theaters would open. <laughs> dude, the theaters, like... <laughs> Dude, you get everything on iTunes anyways. They're releasing it on iTunes. Uh, I'm just really glad that I'm not alone in this whole thing. Thank you, Theo. Absolutely not. You're good. Thank so you. I, you are, I, you I are definitely you, not alone. I don't, I, I don't forgive Theo. Hold on. Soldier, did you forgive Brianna White? Yes, because she's currently playing it. 
Oh. <laughs> she had never Ballard, she had never played it before getting the oh. role, and she's going through it. Wow, another Wait, similarity. That is so great. You yeah. need to get with her because she's actually doing like was doing these sessions where she had John on for a little bit, um, where they played through part of the game. Uh, Erica was on with her for another part of the game. She's having uh-huh. like everybody come on and like play part of the game with her and and talk it through. Um, Vic Chow, who plays Sang, mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. played Final Fantasy. Yeah. Oh god, Ever. I'm so glad. Yeah, his, his wife Ooh, did. I'm but... so glad. His wife did, and she had to school him on, you know, what FF7 really means to everybody. So, so funny story. Yeah, I, mean, I, I actually ahead, have a connection. I actually have a connection to Brianna White as well. Uh, I met her at PAX East, and then I recently just collabed with her on a video. Nice. So oh. that was so that was a lot of fun. Wow, Brianna, she's a cool gal. That gal. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. But I, I mean, I knew how big of a franchise it was. And just I know that everybody does like cosplay and they, all this kind of stuff. But I didn't know how big this was. How big, you know? Like, I'm sure you guys know, like 3.5 million digital downloads in three, in over I three. I years. saw that. And I'm like, I, I, part <laughs> of me was like, well, you know what? Two of those are mine. Because I have a digital and physical. <laughs> um, six, six, six soldier. Six, six of them are you? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. You, you have the the collector's edition, the deluxe edition. You have two of the deluxe editions. <laughs> like jeez. Uh, um. <laughs> so what did you do? Did you just get an extra just so you could have the extra case? I mean. <laughs> Among other things like pre-order bonuses, I'm a sucker for pre-order bonuses. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> and three and three hundred dollar collector's editions. Um, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, it's that bodyguard money. <laughs> Put it back in your employer. There you go. So, soldier, here's your fanboy moment. Jeez. <laughs> you can at. What, did you, what would you like to ask Mallory? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, what was your favorite scene to record for the game? <laughs> well, there are two uh, scenes. Um, <laughs> one of the scenes... Uh, was yes one of the massage scenes. It was the one that you buy all the time. Okay, it was very <laughs> every, every time, every time. Yeah, the three thousand. Okay, um, it was very, um, it was very, uh, it was a very fun scene and a very, I say, uncomfortable scene for other people. Uh, to <laughs> but um, that was a very fun scene. But also, just even the the scene where she's talking to Aerith and Cloud about how there's one more battle that they have to do and um, that she wasn't expecting and where she had to do that screaming uh, fit that she has where she had to say like a mouthful of like 10 bad words in one sentence, um, which was pretty clever. I was like, wow, cool. That's, that's a lot of bad words. Here we go. Um, So it was also that scene as well. So I think there, there's very many, funny scenes about you know that 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 i had to do 
one of my favorite lines is when she says peek and I'll poke her eyes out when, you know, when she, um, helps Aerith get dressed, um, and, you know, get, gives, a um, gives Aerith a makeover and she tells Cloud peek and I'll poke her eyes out. I just think that she has all these quirks and they're so sarcastic and they're so funny and like, you don't want to cross Madame M, you know, <laughs> I just, those are two oh. of my favorite scenes, you know, it's hard to choose, but those are two of my favorites. So actually, it's funny, that scene you were talking about with the string of curse words, that's actually my favorite scene yeah. in that game, in, in that segment, because like it's like you see this character, and I feel like you did a really good job of showing that graceful side of her, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like you've got this, you've got this character that is just with the don't peek or I'll poke your eyes out thing, that's like her being a perfectionist and wanting... Mm-hmm the the most amount of beauty to come out of Aerith that she can possibly get before the world sees her. It's like a presentation that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you take that graceful character and you put her in a situation where like every you know things that aren't going her way. It seems like she's used to getting her way. She's very forceful. She she does what she needs to do to get her way and when she doesn't that that dark side that that it comes out that powerful moment comes out and it's just like, you don't expect it, but at the same time you do just from the attitude of the character. And those lines were so perfectly delivered. I was like, I do not want to cross this woman ever. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. She's very much, uh, she likes having control, you know? And, and when there's a situation where that's out of her hands and that she can't control. Yeah. I mean, she just turns on a, on a dime quick, you know? And so, that was the uh, intention for the character was to have that graceful side and then immediately be able to just boom switch and kind of show that side of her. Uh, so yeah, I'm really glad you enjoyed that. That <laughs> was a very fun, fun session when we did that. Very nice. So I gotta ask you, Mallory. So with you being in Final Fantasy VII and stuff like that, do you do any gaming? Do I do? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, I just started doing uh, gaming, and I. Um, I, I do have an Xbox, which I'm sure everybody's like, oh, an Xbox. But it's the, the first Xbox that has ever come out. It's like a bit, you know, it's like it's old. Okay, you know, we, she's um, going OG original. Okay. I'm going OG, OG. You know, I've played like, you know, a few games, like like first person shooter games like Far Cry and like Red Dead Redemption, like kind of like those things. Um so I do try to, I do, I'm not a gamer because I, I kind of don't have the, the time to do it as much. Um, but there are some games I've played like Call of Duty and, you know, and stuff like that. And they're fun. They're really fun. Yeah. But I wouldn't say Which, I am a gamer. I'm not like you guys. You guys are like really into video games. I don't have that. I don't have that skill. I'm actually not really good at them. <laughs> it's okay. Neither is Jerry. Jerry's not good either. Yeah. <laughs> not it's good. okay. It's okay. Theo's not very good at Final Fantasy, so. Oh. <laughs> I'll take it. It's true. Oh. Yeah, it's. I have to play like every game I play. I have to play like on easy, you know, like because I, I I'm not a very good gamer. I'm like really terrible. I got to be honest. I'm not very good at it. So I think sure. you need to get a PS4 and get the remake. I so do. We can, so I, we can see your reaction to that like when you when right. you actually see your character 
play out in the game. That would be awesome to see, actually. I know. In fact, I mean, the, the, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a PS4, but I was actually going to go to a friend's house and actually play on his PS4 and play it. But unfortunately, hashtag Corona. So we, you know, and social distancing, so mm-hmm. that can happen. But I mean, down the line, I mean, I'm, you know, I, w- I would love to get a PS4. You know, but you know, we'll see once everything kind of settles around the world. Mm-hmm. See what happens. I mean, that's if I you can that. find them right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Gaming consoles in general, it's like a hot market for them right now. To the point where it's you got eBay jacking up prices for everything, Amazon jacking up prices. So, um, Soldier, have you managed to play anything else? I know you were playing Lost Odyssey last week, so. I'm currently still playing Lost Odyssey. Um, I'm actually going to start a hard mode run of FF7R. So, oh, hard hey, mode. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably what? have to lay off the 3,000 gil massages for a while because I'm gonna have to afford some <laughs> controllers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sacrifices will have to be made. I'm sorry. Is is it as bad as? I, I'm going to kind of throw him under the bus a little bit with all the love in the world, Dandy. But is it is hard mode literally as hard as they're making it up like Dandy and all them are making it out to be on, on Twitter that it's no items and just a. OK, so it is bosses have new moves like bosses Ooh. have completely new move sets. You can't recover MP unless it's with the crates that you find. You can't even rest at benches and get your MP back. Um, you can't use items. And oh. I think, uh, I want to say that enemies do more damage and you might do less, but I can't confirm that. Um, yeah. when so did, when did dark, when did dark souls come to final fantasy? Jeez. You know what? I'm actually refreshed that final <laughs> fantasy is actually difficult again. Like yeah. it feels like such a good balance of difficulty. And then it's like hard mode actually teaches you the mechanics so much better Mm. because it's like it is throwing everything at you. It's making you resource manage. It's actually a really good system. So I'm excited to get my playthrough started like fully. I really like the the new move sets for the boss. Like that way it's just not repetitive for the player and just making it hard. It's like a whole new experience. Yeah. Maybe I need to start playing all my video games on hard mode. Maybe that'll just teach me to shoot better and Madame be a better Madame player. Gonna, Madame M will start coming out <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you play on hard mode. Trust me. Oh, I mean, no, seriously. <laughs> hearing that, it's like me doing my Horizon Zero Dawn hard, uh, ultra hard run right now. I'm like, damn, at least I can get some items in the Horizon. At least I can heal in places. That's crazy. I still don't so, get it. I still don't get it, Matt. Like you, you'll go for this ultra hard playthrough. Soldier's all excited about his hard playthrough, but you rage quit on Luigi Mansion. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get Talk it. It's Luigi's Mansion. Um, you know what's funny? So that boss, right? I rage quit on that, dude. King Boo is no joke. He is kicking my butt right now. <laughs> and it's just because you have to line up things so perfectly to to trigger him and everything. And he's got three waves. So he's got one set of moves for the first wave. Second wave, he's got a 
different set of moves and whatnot. So I've gotten him down about half life and he just manages to basically turn the corner and go, Nope, I'm done dealing with you. <laughs> um, but no, I think with horizon though, is I think to like soldier's point, like final fantasy seven teaches you like the true mechanics, right? Horizon on ultra uh, on ultra hard is kind of the same way. It is. You have to know the mechanics to, to survive. You know, you know, you have to understand how to get around the watchers. You have to understand the corruptors. Um, I am not looking forward to my first fight with a Thunderjaw because I could tell you right now, I mean, they're hard in the original game to begin with. Um, but yeah, that's kind of on the back burner right now because I've got FF7. But then I've also got Animal Crossing, which is the rest of the world's current addiction. Um, Looking at your island, you have spent far too many hours on that. I would say that you've probably surpassed Eva at this point. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, last time I looked, I was north of 150 hours. What? Animal Crossing. Only 150 yeah. hours. What? I thought it's I was bad, for, like approaching twenty. It's been out for thirty days, though. So, oh. yeah. so <laughs> I mean, I mean, what else uh, am I going to do with them tethered to my desk and don't have anything to do? Uh, yeah, true. Fair enough. Just saying. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure so, your employer would love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you played magic. On the floor at your desk. Okay, your that job day. was nearly a decade ago. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> I played Magic. I mean, we get it. Let the, I mean, we let the chair incident go a while back, so we're good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Jason, what you been playing? Uh, I am uh, still playing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I'm still looking for that regroup. I'm still looking for a raid group right now. I'm oh. elder. It's it's okay. I'm taking my time. I'm uh, going between Final Fantasy seven, fourteen. Uh, and Are you gonna resort to LFG if you don't get a, a raid group? Uh, eventually. I mean, right now it's the, we're waiting for patch five point three, which is gonna be coming out soon. But since coronavirus, you know, like it's gonna be a little bit later than anticipated. But it's okay. Um, but yeah, just those two right now. Just Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, and more Final Fantasy. Are you switch off between like two games? Like uh, today no, I'm gonna so, play Final Fantasy 14, and then so, in the five well, hours I'm gonna play Final Fantasy 7 remake. No, well, yes and no. Um, it depends on if the wife wants to give up the game or not. Yeah, it I, I, on did, if, I did like that. Mallory right now. said that you did five hours and then switched. Yeah. She gave you a full five hours. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta rest in between. You know, it's not the seven. It's not the seventeen hours that Matt p- spends playing Animal Crossing every day. Yeah. But it's close. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I no, gotta sleep two hours. That, Mallory, I gotta get two hours of sleep. It's funny to say that because, yeah, like, my wife uh, was playing Final Fantasy VII um, when we got it. So I was like, yeah, no problem, babe, because, you know, like, I'll be playing 14, and plus I had work. So, like, I would get home from work. I'd be like, ah, I'm too tired. Uh, so she would play, and then she would play a lot more. And I was like, okay, well, 
now that you well since she finished i was like okay now i can kind of switch over to final fantasy 7 she's like yeah well, like the game is great she really loves your character by the way as well oh thank um, you but I, I have to ask though like is there any representation or what does m stand for in the madam m to be honest, I have I don't I can't answer I don't know I don't know I don't have Soldier that, might be able that to any answer that. for you. Soldier, do I, you do you have? I honestly I don't know either. I don't think there's any dialogue in the game that actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I, I didn't see it. I didn't think so either. But I mean, I now at least we'll just it's that's Madame, something we could. We could Madame think Mallory, about now, what is I the guess. M stand? Yeah, Madame Mallory. What is the M stand? There you go. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, sold it right there. Madam Mallory. Madam Mallory. <laughs> so I actually, I, ha- I have a funny story for you, actually. So, you know, this running joke on Twitter is Madam M, sorry, Madam M's bodyguard, right? And like, you know, I spent several tweets talking about Madam M in the game and when she was revealed and everything. I did not, obviously I didn't know until it was revealed that you were the voice actress of Madam M. But it's funny because my wife's name is Mallory. Oh no way! No. Uh, what? No. So, so the evermore reason, Madam Mallory. I am one hundred percent serious. I saw the credits, and then I no saw your tweet way. revealed that you're like that you were the voice <laughs> actress, and I just started dying laughing. And my wife's oh like, my "What's?" I, my wife's like, "What's so funny?" So I, I froze like I took a picture of the credits. And I said, who plays Madam M? And she's like, oh, my God, you can't be serious. How how crazy is that? That is very crazy. I mean, out of all the names in the world, are you good? What? I know. That is so crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. That means you're bodyguarding pro bono then. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to do you? You got to do a free one every once in a while, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, or just all the time. All the time, I'm just free. That is crazy. Wow. I know that's what I said. So, Theo, outside of Animal Crossing, have you played anything else? Uh, Surprisingly enough, yes. Uh, I, I, I broke out the Steam library again. Uh, I've been playing some RE2, uh, a little bit of Little Nightmares, uh, some Sticks. I've been dipping and dabbling a lot lately. Not not too many like five hour runs like Jason does. (laughs) Four and a half, (laughs) sir. Oh, Four and okay. a half. He has 30, 30 minute lunch, you know, and then he lunch. goes to it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, he does live it. He does live in California. They do have strict <laughs> labor laws. That's just true. <laughs> all right. So Mallory, gotta ask you a question that we ask all of our guests. Yeah. What what is your favorite game to play for game night? With family and friends, regardless if it's a board game, Pictionary, whatever it is, what's your favorite game for game night with family and friends? Oh, let me think about this. I'm going to take a second to think because, you know, I have a bunch of board games. Um, let's see. 
Jason just perked up. He's like board games. Uh, like board games. Board games. Board games. Board games. Yeah, I do. I have a I have a bunch of board games. Uh, uh, let's see. I used to love playing Stratego. Um, oh. Stratego. You guys remember that? Yeah. Sometimes, and depending on how much time I have, then I would break out the Scrabble. I'm very much a word nerd, and I love words. But sometimes after that, I'm completely drained, like my brain is dead. Because, you know, like constructing words in your head like is really time-consuming, and I'm just tired and I need you got to make Scramble sure that like, the numbers are like, okay, like how many points can I get from this? Like, yeah, the highest it? point on Scrabble that I got is like 265 or something. Oh, my. What? Yeah. Dang. I love Scrabble. That's going to have like, triple word scores and stuff in there. Yeah. No, seriously, but that's all. That's my strategy. I'm like, dude, yeah. I got to get this triple word score. I got to get this triple letter score. Like that's, that's for me, it's like, okay, you know. Making sure I gotta, the Q is always there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. seriously and and also using like the top scoring you know letters you know z yeah. q and all those so you know those two i think i i would say it's either stratego or it's uh scrapple yeah right. those two all nice. right now. well mallory we uh it's definitely been fun yeah, yeah we thank so you much for fun. Coming on tonight and giving our fans, listeners, and the Final Fantasy fans some insight into you, your career, not just uh, Madame M. So why don't you let those listeners know where they can find you on social media? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, You can find me on social media by typing in at Mallory Lowe. That's M-A-L-L-O-R-Y-L-O-W. And that's for uh, Twitter, that's for Instagram, and that's for Facebook. So you would just type my first and last name to find me and um, make sure to get Final Fantasy VII Remake if you haven't already and if you're not one of those 3.5 million uh, and to enjoy the game. And you guys, I'm really, really grateful to be on this podcast. You guys are so cool. And thank you so much. I had such a great time. Well, uh, as we say to all of our guests, you are more than welcome to come back anytime you want. Because we don't always just talk about games and stuff. We do talk about movies once Hollywood starts firing back up and there's actually stuff for us to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. yeah I would love to talk about any kind of any kind of Netflix stuff or anything that you guys are watching. Oh, if you're talking about Netflix and if you Tiger like trash King, TV. Like tra- <laughs> oh, no, not Tiger Tony. King. No. Yeah, no, Tiger said, King. No. <laughs> No. It's so immediately so... I thought Tiger King. Okay. That's oh. like like I like my trash TV, but that's a whole new level. Like <laughs> I can't even do that. Like, I'm watching Too Hot to Handle right now, and oh, that boy. is a whole level of trash TV, but I still can't do Tiger King. Oh. Let me stop <laughs> you there on Too you Hot to Handle, to by the way. Tiger King. Let me it's, stop okay, you on Too Hot to Handle, by the way. The funny thing about it is Tiger King is one of those shows that I don't really know how to explain to people. And I'm like, just have to say there it. is no explanation. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. That's what my wife says Carol all Baskin. the time. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskins. Yeah, just so. go on and look at all the Carol Baskin videos. Everybody oh, talking yes. about Carol Baskin. She's the most hated so. woman on this <laughs> at oh. this moment. So with that, 
we're going to segue on out of the Carol Baskin moment. (laughs) (laughs) To all of our listeners, thank you guys for crashing game night with us tonight. As always, if you liked what you heard, leave those comments. Make sure to follow us on the podcast platform of your choice. Don't forget, we are now moving solely over to anchor.fm for our hosting and and whatnot, but we're still going to be available on iCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pocket Cast. I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight, Soldier, Mallory, to everyone out there. As always, be excellent to each other and stay frosty. I want to definitely get an extra special shout out to uh, both you guys, you know, uh, Mallory, thank you so much. Like it's, it's fun listening to you like both here and in game. It's such a great time. Thank you so much. And, uh, again, Soldier, yeah. And again, soldier, you're always welcome. I mean, all the time, man. I, I appreciate being on here with you guys. You can, it's you always can be our Red Sox. You can yeah. be our Red Sox uh, fill-in for Jerry, you know, um, anytime. <laughs> all I'll, the time. I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> anytime, all the time. Yeah. Oh. Definitely a shout-out to both you guys. Thank you so much for uh, crashing game night with us tonight. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really happy to be here. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a pleasure to finally guys. meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I'm happy to meet my bodyguard, everybody. Right, Madam Men's bodyguard. <laughs> and it's worth the three thousand gil. It is worth the three thousand. It is. I can yes. confirm for all the for all you out there. It's worth the all, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's not all you've spent. Is not only three thousand gil. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, if, if you get to that point, like really, like. All the dialogues, because like I did both the the high and the low, and both the dialogues mm-hmm. are just so so madam. They're so different. How so different. dare you insult that woman by only giving her a small amount of gill? Hey, How dare so you? Who won't insult anybody is Theo, who Theo, like you can only do. Oh jeez! All right, guys. Out. TTFN. That's all for now. Not everybody.